You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Waterloo. To find out more, visit oasiswaterloo.org. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Last words are a big deal, and these were Jesus' very last words as he was executed by the Romans. Famously, we know of seven different statements that Jesus uttered as he hung on the cross. And over the last week, including this last reflection from me, we're exploring six of them, which leaves one missing, one not accounted for. John's Gospel records Jesus as saying, I thirst. Now, whether you understand that cry of Jesus the way the Roman soldiers did as simply one of a physical thirst as he hung twisted on that wooden stake parched by the heat of the scorching sun, or also more deeply as the trauma of loneliness and abandonment, a victim of abuse psychologically and spiritually drained, thirsting for justice, the truth is that Jesus had reached the end. Back on Thursday, Nath reflected with us on Jesus' earlier words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he made the point that in this moment of despair, Jesus was clinging on to words from Psalm 22, truths which he would have been familiar with throughout his life. And the same is true with Jesus' very last words, these words, except now he reaches right back into his childhood and he recalls words that Mary, his mother, would have taught him. Words that every Jewish mother taught their child as a daily bedtime prayer. Psalm 31 was written by Israel's most famous king, David, at a moment in his life when he was overwhelmed, feeling defeated, totally dejected. Exhausted, physically and spiritually, Jesus remembers his childhood. As he's nailed to the cross, he echoes the same prayer. Psalm 31's first few verses read like this. In you, Lord, I've taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Keep me safe from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands, your hands, I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Jesus is hanging on the cross. He's tired. He's tired of being in other people's hands at their mercy or their lack of it. He's tired of being in the hands of the Pharisees, the religious leaders, more interested in their own reputations than in the care of the vulnerable. He's shattered because he spent a night praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's broken by the betrayal of his friend Judas, by his arrest and by the desertion of his other followers. Even Peter, who'd promised so much loyalty, had then delivered so little. 
Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will, Peter had declared, just before going on to deny any knowledge of Jesus on three separate occasions. Jesus has been exhausted by his trial at the Sanhedrin, the Jewish judicial body made up of so-called wise men from Jerusalem, a deeply compromised gathering of scribes and top dog priests who convicted him on a trumped up charge, the charge of violating the Sabbath law by daring to heal those who were sick and in need on that day of the week, and others of threatening to destroy the Jerusalem temple of sorcery and of falsely claiming to be the Messiah, Israel's real true liberator. Jesus has been worn down by being mocked and beaten and condemned by all of them. Jesus was tired of being in the hands of an aggressive, hostile crowd. The very ones who a week before had greeted him with such warmth on his arrival in Jerusalem, but who now sneered, ridiculed and taunted him. He's tired of being in the hands of ineffective rulers and leaders. Herod, a puppet king, and Pontius Pilate, the weak-willed Roman governor who, bullied by the Jewish authorities and the crowd, literally washed his hands of Jesus in front of them before announcing, I'm innocent of this man's blood, and then sentencing him to death by crucifixion. And Jesus is tired, tired of being in the hands of the Roman army, parading him through the streets as the crowds laughed and jeered, forcing him to carry that heavy cross before stripping him of his clothing and nailing him up on the cross to slowly die. So here is Jesus alone, abandoned, empty, drained, tired of being in the hands and at the mercy of others and drifting in and out of consciousness. And it's in this moment that he prays the prayer that he learned from his mother as a child. Father, I'm done. So into your hands now, I commit my spirit. Why? Because it's only in his father's hands that he believes his spirit, by which he means his life, will be safe. He lets go. He throws himself into God's arms. That's surrender. This year, like no other, there's not been one of us who's escaped huge challenges. We've all been in the same COVID storm, but it's impacted each one of us in very different ways. Each of us has carried our own particular burdens, fought our own personal battles. Some of us have struggled with our physical or mental fitness and well-being, with relationships, with family or workmates or friends, with loneliness, or the opposite, with lack of space and time to ourselves, with housing and accommodation, with debt, with employment or unemployment. And that's just to name a few. We felt 
that it's all too much at times, that we're done, we can't go on, we just gotta give up. It's all beyond us, it's out of our hands and there's nothing we can do about it. For me, I've been bereaved, but robbed of the opportunity to mourn. I've celebrated the birth of a new granddaughter, but I've been robbed of the opportunity to hold her. And I'm tired of sitting at this desk, hour after hour, day after day, month after month, for a whole year now. I'm tired of being in the hands of this awful pandemic that continues to separate us from each other. So here's my prayer. It's an ancient one from King David, from Jesus. Father, I'm done. So into your hands, I commit my life, my joys and my sorrows, my hopes and my fears, my frustrations and my longings. I'm done. I let go. I give up. I rest in your arms. I surrender.